I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewis.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page Devar Torah I wrote and published on my blog, Kol Hasridim, on October 8th, 2021, and this is the updated version uh, in light of uh, a few corrections that that uh, a couple people pointed out. Um, the title of the article is Parshas Noach, Migdal Bavel, and the Hindu Account of the Mabul. Rashi, on Breshis 11.1, mentions three possible motives of the Dor HaHaflaga, the generation of the dispersion, for building the tower. According to his third explanation, the people said, quote, and this is from uh, Breshis Rabbah 38.6, so, quote, once every 1,656 years, the firmament becomes unstable, as it did in the time of the Mabul. Come, let us make supports for it. On a basic level, Chazal are teaching us that the Dor HaHaflaga denied that the Mabul was divine punishment for the sinfulness of mankind. Likewise, they denied Hashem's promise that he would never bring such destruction again. Instead, they viewed the Mabul as a natural, cyclical phenomenon, one which had nothing to do with morality and which could be averted by taking the proper technological precautions. Up until now, I assumed that this Midrash was mere homiletics, having nothing to do with historical fact. After all, how could Chazal know what the Dor HaHaflaga really thought? This year, however, I discovered that there really were people who believed this about the Mabul. I'm currently in the middle of reading Rabbi on the Ganges, a Jewish-Hindu encounter by Rabbi Dr. Alan Brill. The author summarizes the Hindu-Indian account of the Mabul as recorded in the Puranas, a sacred text which was written down during the Gupta era from 350 to 550 CE. Uh, This is a quote from page 112 of the book. The Puranas present many related versions of the flood story, which all bear an uncanny resemblance to the biblical flood story. All of these accounts agree that the flood story's protagonist is a man named Manu. Like Noah, Manu is described as a virtuous individual who by penances and prayers had won the favor of the Lord of Heaven. Both Manu and Noah had three sons before the flood, Charma, Sharma, and Yapeti, and Ham, Shem, and Yafes, respectively. In Genesis, the the cause of humanity's destruction is that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. In the story of Manu, however, the destruction of the world was part of the natural order of things rather than a divine punishment. End quote. Apparently, the cyclical flood theory wasn't merely a didactic element of a midrashic fiction, but was a real belief held by actual human beings. Let us compare the response of the Dorha Haflaga as described by the Midrash with the Hindu response described in the Puranas. Chazal rightly condemned the Dorha Haflaga for their denial of the true cause of the Mabul. They knew what Noah had told them based on Nevuah and rejected it anyway. In contrast, the Hindus didn't have access to a living Nabi to frame the event from a true divine perspective. Where does that leave us today? We also don't have a living Nabi. How should we respond to a cyclical natural disaster? The answer lies in the Ramam's codification of the mm-hmm. Jewish response to tsara, to catastrophe. Uh, and this is a quote from Hilchos Tanyos chapter 1, Halachos 1 through 3. And because this is a one-page article, then I uh, had to... Um, use ellipses here. So I'm going to read it without indicating the ellipses, but there's more There's more written by the Ramam than what I'm about to read. Quote, It is a positive mitzvah of the Torah to cry out and to sound the trumpets on every tsara that befalls the community, such as drought, epidemic, locusts, and the like. This principle is one of the darche teshuva, ways of repentance, that at a time of the onset of an affliction, 
When the people cry out and sound the trumpets, everyone will know that it was because of their evil conduct that this bad occurrence befell them. But if they do not cry out and do not sound the trumpets, but instead say, this is a natural event which befell us, and this affliction is a chance occurrence, behold, this is a derech achzarius, a way of cruelty, and will cause them to cling to their evil conduct, and this affliction and others will increase. End quote. The Ramam doesn't differentiate between cyclical and non-cyclical catastrophes. Apparently, it doesn't matter whether the tsara follows a natural cycle or not. What matters is whether we respond to it by doing teshuva or whether we dismiss it as the way of the world and persist in our behavior. Every tsara ought to prompt us to engage in teshuva, no matter what the cause or frequency. In this framework, even if the mabul were a cyclical disaster, as believed by the Dorha Haflaga and the Hindus, it wouldn't make a difference. Even without access to a Navi today, we can know with 100% certainty that the correct response to any tsara is teshuva. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.